welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. My guest today is a woman based in the Philippines. So uh, it's a pretty unique episode. It will be the first guest that I have coming from this country. And she has a consulting business, but that is all uh, providing consulting for brick and mortar activities, such as construction, engineering, design, or uh, architecture. So um, the subject that we will uh, will hover a lot about how to leverage the skills of other people in order to uh, deliver what your uh, clients desire. But it will also be about personal development and your whole mindset around entrepreneurship and consulting. And Joanne Aquino really has an interesting story. She is in her in her industry since many years, and uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, you will take a lot of good things out of the episode. So uh, let's start now with the interview with Joanne Aquino. Hello and uh, welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast to Joanne Aquino. Joanne, how are you? Hello, Dayo. I am fine. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, it's uh, as we are recording. It's uh, it's kind of early morning. It's it's rare that I uh, <laughs> record a podcast at that moment, but it's a great way to start the day. And uh, Joanne, uh, I know that uh, you are uh, living in the Philippines. It's rare that I have a guest from Asia. I think you're the you must be the first one that is from the from the Philippines. And I would like you to uh, share to the audience uh, your uh, your career story. Oh, let me start with the basic. I yeah. am from the Philippines and I am by profession, I am a practicing civil engineer and I own a consultancy firm here in uh, Manila. And most of the job that we do is we prepare complete setup uh, plans for residential, institutional, commercial, industrial, and we also do construction management. Okay, so that's like three different lines of services. Did you start directly right after school, right after finishing your civil engineering uh, degree? No, I work as a, an employee. Uh, I, I used to work then as a structural engineer and project manager mm-hmm. in various multinational companies. Mm-hmm. And I also work as a professor, college professor in various universities back then before I decided to put up a business of my own. Okay, so you have... Uh, Directly, very early, you start. You you have been like multitasking, if I want to say, being a being a professor and being a uh, professional uh, in project management and uh, structural engineering. Because yep. before I I work from eight to five as an engineer. Then mm-hmm. in the evening I work part time as college professor. Wow! Today are you still a college professor? No, no more. No. Okay. What did lead you to actually go from being a professional? And I, I assume, I don't, I don't know how it was going. I assume it was going well. But uh, what led you to uh, f- finish being a uh, professional in a company to uh, starting your own enterprise? Owning your own business, you have the freedom of your time whenever you want to work. If you're not feeling okay to work, so you, you have the luxury of time because okay. you own your own business. It's interesting that you say that because for a lot of people, the perception 
or uh, the uh, expectation when they switch from being an employee to a business owner is that they will have less freedom of time, given that you you, you have that pretty steady schedule, pretty fixed schedule when you when you work. Okay, you work from eight to five from from Monday to Friday, but then yeah. when you start your business, you you have a whole lot of other things that need to get done from an admin point of view, from a sales point of view, maybe some marketing, uh, all your finance, etc. All, all of those things you didn't need to care about when you were an employee. So did it directly translate to freedom of time when you started? Yes, because when you are a business owner, you have the power of the leverage, wherein you can delegate the task. So yeah, you just need to supervise and when you when you see that uh, everything is in order, so you can relax. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> why I like why, why say, you need to, to pressure yourself all the time, right? Yeah. Okay, I agree because uh, I have I, a different type of guest. I've had guests that are very much involved into the uh, execution of uh, the most important tasks of their business, and I have guests that exactly speak like you, saying, "Okay, but." I leverage people or I leverage other people's skills or I leverage systems to get things done. And that provides me with freedom. Now I would like to know, because the service that you provide are very specific. So the the name of your company, if I'm not wrong, is is your name actually, yes? It's, yeah, GFAQ Enterprises. And you provide pretty niche services like architectural and engineering design, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. But to be able to provide those services, you need to hire pretty qualified people or work with pretty qualified people. So how easy was it to find uh, those people? I don't know if there are many of them in the Philippines. That's why. Actually, we have a team. All uh, of the members of the team are all freelancers. Okay, good. You use a uh, freelance, freelance model. Do you have employees for the administration part of your business? No, administratively, all of my staff are freelancers, so I just give them the work through online. Even before the pandemic, we do our work through online. I just send the work by email, then we will uh, coordinate by phone, by video call. I only hire workers for the construction to do the, uh, you know, the construction work at the, at the project site. Yeah. And yeah, it's so on project basis. Yeah, so it's very, I was about to say it's very project-based. Do you also hire project managers or do you manage yourself, the project? I hire project managers. As well. Okay. Yeah, well, and, so you... and that's project basis too. Because these project managers are freelancers too. So it's on project basis. It's a contract. Mm-hmm, I get it. I get it because I, I live the same type of uh, model. I live within the same type yeah. of model in the information technology industry. Don't they you... pay for their own taxes. Yeah. Th- those workers, they, you pay yeah. them... Uh, I assume I don't know. You pay them a fixed price, or you pay them by the hour, and uh, and uh, yeah, and then they uh, they have their own personal business. They have to do their own admin. Okay. Actually, these these workers, I don't hire them directly. I have this contractor. So this contractor are his manpower. So the contractor, we have this contract, a particular lump sum amount to complete the project. Okay. Very interesting. So this leads me to the next aspect I would like to cover with you. So. You start your business. You decide to provide those uh, different services. I don't know if you directly decided to uh, provide architectural and engineering design uh, services, but how do you go about doing your sales and your marketing? So how do you get clients to notice you and how do you uh, do the sales? 
Actually, to be honest, Dayo, I don't do much of uh, marketing because uh, most of my clients are by referrals. The clients, mm-hmm. they call. So that's how I come to have a project. Okay, so you have done... And I am very grateful for that. Thanks, God. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's a great model, meaning that your clients are doing the marketing for you. <laughs> that's the... Yeah, it's, it's a referral. Whenever someone is needing the services of engineer, architect, the, someone someone who had been my client in the past, they would refer me. So I, I have another client. So great. So one client becomes your own uh, sales representative and say, okay, you, uh, you should, yeah. contact, you should, you should yeah. contact Joan and uh, you, could, you could get things done. Are you mostly working in Manila or also in other cities in the Philippines? Yeah, most of the time I do my work at home. But uh, when we have project outside Metro Manila, I have to go there to once, uh, once a week or once a month. It depends. Okay, and that's very interesting. Since, since how many years uh, do you have uh, your uh, own company? We have this company for 20 years. But uh, my new business now, it has been operating for five years because uh, before it it's a teamwork between me and my ex-husband because my hus- my ex-husband was an engineer too. But when we got separated five years ago, I leave the company, everything to him, and I put up my own business because oh, I moved wow. to another place. Okay. So the, the new business is operating for five years now. Okay. Okay. So you have been entrepreneur for 20 years in yes, this, yes. Do, doing these services. But you uh, you created the company in your own name. You created it five years ago. Yes. Okay. Okay. And that's good that uh, you uh, you could uh, maybe you you could directly work also through uh, referrals already uh, five years ago, or uh, you kind of uh, had to start from from scratch if I want to say it. Then the referrals uh, started to come. I really started from scratch at first. It was, uh, you know, it's like you're starting a, a new business in a new location. Mm-hmm. Everything started from scratch, really. Okay. And um, I don't want to go too, maybe too deep into uh, uh, personal stuff, but how was it mentally for you to say, okay, my life changed because I separate from my uh, spouse, but I still want to start a business. What, what was uh, happening mentally for you? It was a no-brainer that you could not go back to a job or or you felt, okay, I prefer to continue uh, being an entrepreneur because this is what I love? Oh, yes, yes. At this point in time, I'm not thinking of going back to being employed. First, I am already over age to be an employee because here in our country, we have this age requirement. Oh, really? Meaning uh, for being an employee, there is a uh, kind of a cap on the age to be an employee? Yeah, it depends okay. on the positions that you are applying for, but uh, mostly uh, they would accept 30, 40 years. But um, above that, your your chances are very slim to be accepted. Except if someone who wanted to hire you is someone who is very, very close to you, who really knows you. Oh, wow. Okay. And I don't have plan of uh, going back to being an employee. I have been in the business for more than 20 years. So actually... To be exact, it's 30 years because even uh, when I was still uh, working as an employee, I have this as my side hustle. Yeah, I, I understand. So you have a, a great uh, decades of experience in the in the industry. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that there was that uh, cap on age or uh, this difficulty 
for uh, people that are both 50 years old to find a um, Yes, a because we job. have many professionals. Yeah, we have many professionals here. So finding a job is, is a tough one, you know. The, the competition is very stiff. Mm-hmm. And um, is there a difference? Because I know that you, you work with clients that can be individuals or uh, you make projects for uh, companies or so, uh, organizations. Is there any any difference in the way the service is provided? Is, is, is there any... Or in the way uh, the project is followed upon, etc. Is there is there anything different between uh, working B two B and B two C? Oh yes, there is. Because when you work for a private individual, you only talk to the owner. But when you are working for a company, a corporate, you have to go through channels. Especially when it comes to collection, your collection will will take a month because you will submit your billing. It, it's a rank and file, you know, until mm-hmm. the the check will be prepared. And the check will be signed by the one who is the authorized signatory. So mm-hmm. in short, the collection, it will take a month before you will you will have your payment when it comes to big corporations or companies. But when your client is just an individual, a private individual, you just give them the bill and right away they will sign the check and give you the payment. That's yeah, the I, difference. So, so it, it's interesting because it, uh, it goes around the, the subject of cash flow. When you work with an individual, when are you paid for the work that has to be done? Are you paid before, during, or after the work has oh, been done? Oh, we have the payment term is like this because it's a big project. So we are talking of a, quite a, a big amount here. So the terms of payment, you have a down payment at first. Then the balance will be through progress billing. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, uh, have, and and, the, and upon project completion, you have this retention. Okay. Is there um, and is there? I asked ask that question. I have no clue about the, the 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 your industry. So, is there like a performance bonus? Let's say that you have a project that says, oh, it should last two months. You have two months to uh, to deliver it, and uh, you manage to deliver it in the quality required in one month instead of instead of two. Would you get like a performance bonus, something like that for for it? Well, some clients, some client, they are generous. They would give you some incentive. Like this January, I have been in China because it was a treat given to me for the project management job I did for them. No, oh, excellent. So my trip to China was all expense paid. So things like that. Ah, excellent. It's an incentive. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. In average, about how many contractors you uh, you work with when you have a uh, an architectural project or engineering design project? Last year, I have two big projects. Mm-hmm. It's a meat processing plant, and I am I am trying to recall because that was in 2018. But this <laughs> year, I have one. Maybe okay. it's because of the pandemic, also. Yeah. Before we go on go on the pandemic, if I want to to want to understand, are you working? based on, on a high volume or it's a low volume of projects that uh, will take up uh, approximately a whole year to be done and that cover most of your uh, uh, revenue for the year? I cater to variety of projects. Okay. And okay. So, so you, you just, you just touched upon it. I was about to ask about the pandemic. So, uh, and I think in Asia, it started the earliest, like uh, end of uh, 2019. How has it impacted your uh, your business? 
The impact this uh, pandemic brought to our project is when we were forced to stop operation because we have to follow the government guidelines. We started like the, the one that I am doing now. We started, we just started with the project February 15, I think. Then March 6, 17, the quarantine started and all operations stopped. And we were just able to resume the operation last June 1. And that project is supposed to be completed on February next year. So because of that stop operation, we, we need to extend. And yeah. while while yeah, and while the work have stopped, we have to pay for the accommodation of the workers, their food, because the workers are from other parts of the country. So we have to support them. Oh, great. That, that's uh, important what you say, because beyond the fact that they, are, they might be contractors, but they are being sent out of their hometown to do the construction work, you're still responsible for what actually, has happened. Actually we're, actually, we're not really responsible, but we know these workers, they cannot go home because they won't be allowed to go places because of the quarantine. There, there will be checkpoints from town to town, so they cannot move anywhere but to stay, and they have no means, so we have to support them. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's important uh, what you say because yeah. for um, even though they are not even your uh, your employees, but in a lot of in a lot of countries we have seen employees being maybe being fired or being put on yes. a, on yes. reduced pay yeah. or reduced schedule, etc. So uh, a lot of companies have had to adjust, and a lot of people also have had to adjust. I, I assume it was yeah, not easy. Yeah, I, I have uh, seen that too. I have seen that too in the news. It seems that they just throw away their worker. Here in our country, there are also workers who suffered that same experience. But, uh, you know, conscience, you, you know, this worker, the way they earn money is from hand to mouth. I consider it as our moral responsibility. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's so, okay. Uh, I, I agree. And uh, I, I like what you say. I, I really like what you say because we are in a, we are in a world that is, um, Maybe I'm exaggerating, but uh, it's a lot of people talk about numbers and everything is, is about numbers. In a way, it's true. It's difficult to progress if you don't measure what you uh, uh, or what you do, but there are also humans behind it. And yeah. when we have acts of God uh, events, such as a, uh, a pandemic, we will not have it every year, I assume, <laughs> then it, it requires us also to act maybe differently. Uh, and it's not absolutely not their... Uh, fault or uh, they, they, they can't yes, do anything exactly. about it so yeah. yeah the consequences are much bigger but it, i must say that in, in canada we have had um, and we still have a lot of government help for uh, uh, workers that have uh, lost their jobs therefore maybe someone who would fire an employee due to the pandemic they are not they are supposedly i mean supposedly legally they are not at risk of losing their home etc so they could still have a, a basic uh, basic standards of living but uh, for you it was also a question of uh, being able to move they would not be if they if they go back to their town they would not be able to go back afterwards so yeah totally yeah. Uh, totally understand and, and you, you know what they have to walk because uh, buses are are not allowed to operate every public transport were put on hold so wow. how can they how can they go home? They they need to walk. Yeah. It's very far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I I I totally understand. And going back on also on that subject of the 
okay, you, you said the moral responsibility. So I want to also to talk about the lifestyle aspect. How does your, uh, because your business is, you said that you have more freedom of time. You can leverage uh, other people's skills or maybe you yeah. can leverage systems and processes, etc. So what do you do with your, <laughs> what do you do with your free time? Uh, how, how do you spend it? <laughs> oh, I start my day with uh, my fitness, reading, tea, fruits, then around 10 o'clock, breakfast, then we check emails, then around 9 or 10 o'clock, I will start working. Communication, coordination at work. I will check emails. I will check all the messages in my messenger. Mm -hmm. You also run a uh, Facebook group. Yeah, it's not that. It's not big deal, really. No, no. Okay. I just want. I just want to share uh, things that I think would be useful if uh, you would be able to read about fitness, about oh, the things that audio books by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, oh, I like okay. those stuff. Okay. Any, um, I don't ask it very often on the podcast, but is there any book that you really like lately? Any book that you have read lately that you, that you particularly like? Yeah, because I like, uh, I, I have done reading that book, but the one I'm reading now is quite boring, but I'm still reading it. How Successful People Win by John Maxwell. I like that book a lot. Okay. I learned many things from that book. Okay, okay, okay. I think, I think John Maxwell is, uh, if I'm not wrong, is someone, um, a writer on leadership, on the subject of leadership, if I'm not wrong. And the books of uh, Robert Kiyosaki, it's a very... The, the Rich Dad, Very educational, Dad? very educational. Okay, is that the Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, book? Yes, the Rich yeah. Dad, Poor Dad, then the Quadrants, the Part 2, then the Fake. I, I have read four books of Robert Kiyosaki, Fake, the, the one that is latest, the title is Fake. Ah, okay, okay, great, great. I've taken note of the name of the book of John Maxwell, I must say that the, the Rich Dad Poor Dad book, I ha- actually, I haven't read it yet, uh, but I heard it, so many people talk about it, so I, I think I know part of it, but I have not read it yet. It's funny. So that, that's great. I think we have uh, covered uh, a, a lot of aspects with regards to your, your idea of running, uh, of running your company. You separate from your husband, but you still want to run your, your own company. The fact that you still take care of the people that work for you or for your organization and also the, the fact that you leverage completely your uh, time that's something i really really admire and uh, that's something i really want the audience to to keep in mind is that it's not because you you start a business that all of a sudden you have to execute absolutely everything by yourself you can leverage other people other people's skills and also you can trust them that they will get the work done and also on from a marketing perspective you don't have to all of a sudden spend a lot on i make it up like facebook ads no you can have your own customers or the people that see your work being your sales representative they will refer your work if the work is well done that happens a lot in consulting by the way so i with all of that being said i would like to know for you joan what does having a consulting lifestyle mean ah yeah yeah consulting lifestyle it's great. One word. It's great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Joanne. And uh, if people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? They can look at my website, although my website is not 100% complete. I have my email address. So they can contact me through my email. Ad- they can find it in my website. 
Okay, perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the put the link to your website and your email address on the on the show notes. By the way, the, the, your website looks neat, so uh, it, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Thank you. And um, and uh, thanks. I think it was a I think it was a great conversation to have for the audience to hear the perspective of uh, someone that is in another part uh, of the world compared to uh, most of the uh, uh, most of the other guests and hear your perspective was uh, refreshing so uh, thank you very much uh, joan uh, we will be able to uh, talk again soon thank you also dio i am uh, so grateful that you had me in your podcast Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Tirandekoura.